want to keep anybody. Um, thank you for coming on tonight. My name is Ann Becker. Uh, we're going to teach a little bit tonight about one of the most important things you can learn about in politics, if you're interested in politics, and that's learning about Central Committee. Um, we are a group of people, a small group, uh, we call ourselves the Ohio Liberty Precinct Initiative. Um, myself, Ann Becker, is part of the group, uh, my friend Bruce Hall, and my friend Greg Ball. So there's, there's three of us working really hard on this, um, and we are working all over the state. We have um, several hundred people that we have been trained under this umbrella over the past uh, six or seven years as we've been doing the Central Committee work. Um, I got involved in 2010 when I ran for my Central Committee seat here in Butler County, Ohio, which is a, a suburb uh, north of Cincinnati in Westchester Township. Um, Greg is in Warren County, which is directly to my east, and Bruce is up in Greene County. Um, as we've gotten to know politics, um, as everyone's gotten involved in politics over the past few years, we've, we've all started to feel disenfranchised. Um, some of us, that's why we got involved in politics to begin with. We're worried about our future. We're worried about our kids' future. And we're always wondering what we can do. You know, how can I, here in my dining room, really make a difference? And I say to you, there, there's a very simple way for normal citizens to become engaged in politics um, that will really make change. And if you don't like how politics is going, if you don't like the direction of your political party in particular, there is a very easy solution. And one of my mentors, Rick Heron, he always says this, if you don't like the politics, all you have to do is change the people. Because people are politics. People are policy. So a, part, a party, political party, is made up of people. Um, the group of people that make decisions is elected. That's, they're an elected body. And you could be one of them. Uh, it's easy to do. Hundreds of people in Ohio have done it already. And there are people out there already making a huge difference. So tonight, we're going to learn how to engage and make that impact at the local level. Um, one thing that I've noticed in my almost 10 years now in politics is if you elect people at the local level that are right-minded, that are in it for the right reasons, then you end up with the right city council members or the right trustees. Then you end up with the right county commissioners. Then you end up with the right uh, congressmen. Then you end up with the right president. It all starts at that local level, getting people involved who are in it for the right reasons. That local level, that base of politics, the beginning, is called Central Committee. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So Central Committee is the beginning building block of the political structure in Ohio. Um, the Central Committee is broken up by counties, and we'll talk about more of the geographic boundaries a little bit later. But each county in Ohio, there's 88, has a Central Committee. That Central Committee is the governing political body of the, of the parties. So there's a Republican Central Committee in your county. There's a Democrat Central Committee in your county. If you have a strong Libertarian Party in your county, they have a Central Committee. So every political party has its own Central Committee in each county. And the Central Committee is the very 
powerful organization. So what does a central committee do? What, it's this important political body in your county. What does it do? The central committee's main role is to elect the leadership of the party. Um, they decide who the chairman is. So when you hear in the news, you know, the, Repu the Republican Party chairman, that person is elected by the central committee. The central committee also endorses candidates. Now, that's a, this is a very big one. Like I said, if you have the right central committee, you have the right city council members, you have the right uh, state reps, county commissioners, it's those elected members of the central committee that endorse those candidates. So if you have people who are liberty-minded, they're much more likely to endorse people who are liberty-minded. If you have people who are you know, in it for a job or in it for um, you know, contracts or whatever, it's just a different flavor of politics. So endorsing those candidates is very, very important. Um, they also conduct the business of the party. Um, they are the voice of the, par of, the, of the party in your county. So if you hear the word Republican, you as the Central Committee member are the standard bearer of what it means in your county to be a Republican. The next thing it does, the Central Committee does that's also very important is it appoints elected officials in, vac in vacant positions. Now what does that mean? Um, several years ago, our county prosecutor was appointed to a judgeship. He became a judge. So that left our county prosecutor seat open. It was in the middle of a term. So Ohio Revised Code says the, the party of the vacancy gets to choose the new um, elected official, appoint the new elected position. So our county party got to pick our prosecutor. And that became a very important role. I mean, there were 200 of us that got to pick the prosecutor. And he's still our prosecutor. That was seven years ago. Um, so the Central Committee, it appoints elected officials for vacant positions. It's very important. So what, why we're talking about Central Committee is it's very important to understand how it works. Even if you don't decide to become involved, I want you to understand how the sausage, how the beginning of the sausage is made. A lot of it is done at that Central Committee level. But what I really would love is for you to think about running for Central Committee, um, becoming a part of it. You, there's a lot of things that are, that are frustrating to us. There's things happening in D.C. There's things happening in Columbus. But I, I submit to you that you can't change that swamp in Washington. From, from my dining room here in Westchester Township, I cannot affect whatever's happening in Washington, D.C. I can't. It's very, very hard for me to make a change in Columbus. I, me sitting in my dining room, it, I can't change Columbus. But there's a lot of things I can help change here in Butler County, in my hometown. There's a lot of things I can change in Westchester Township. And there's a lot of things that I can do here in my neighborhood to get people to vote, to get them to vote for candidates that are liberty-minded, that are right-thinking. There's a lot of things that I can do here at home in the local level, in the grassroots, that can make a difference. 
So now let's talk about the, those different levels, how the central committees are organized, the geography of it. So you talk about Ohio. You can't really change Columbus. If you take a look at Ohio, we've got over 7 million voters in the state of Ohio. I've worked on some statewide races. I'm working on one this year. Taking on a hunk of uh, the electorate like Ohio is mind-boggling. There are so many voters, so many towns, so many different groups out there. It's really hard to take on a giant mass like Ohio, 88 counties. But even if you take it down from 88 counties down to one county. My one county, Butler County, has 200,000, 232,000 voters. That's still a mind-numbing amount of voters for one person to think about. How am I going to change the world? Butler County is still giant, 249 precincts. That precinct is the tiniest piece of the republic. The precinct level, when you start to think about that word precinct, it's the smallest piece of the republic. And this is my precinct, um, if you're on the video chat. Westchester 9, it's two little neighborhoods. Um, I have 746 voters, 536 Republican voters, 336 homes. 336 homes, if I go door to door, deliver literature, uh, it takes me about five hours to do. This piece of the, of the Republic, my tiny little precinct, my little tiny part of Butler County that I would be in charge of if I was elected to Central Committee, that little part I've changed change in. I've gotten more of my neighbors to vote. I've educated more of my neighbors on issues. So when you start to think about how I can make a difference, I want you to think all the way down to that tiny little piece of the Republic, your precinct where you live. We want you to be in charge of that little hunk of the precinct. And to be able to do that, you have to become a member of the Central Committee. So we're going to talk about what a Central Committee member is. Um, the Central Committee member is an elected position. There's one person um, elected as a representative of that precinct, that little hunk of the republic. You're elected. You're on the ballot. You become a member of the county party. So if you are elected in that little piece of the republic, the precinct, you become an elected member of the county party of that county central committee, and you can vote in that central committee. Now, some of the central committees have different vocabulary. Um, in Butler County, we're central committee men, central committee members. Um, some people, they're precinct executives. Some, some counties, they call them precinct captains. Um, there's different names for it, but when it all gets shaken down, you, you are sent by Ohio Revised Code, it's called a Central Committee member. That Central Committee member has a couple of different jobs. We already talked about the endorsements. We already talked about appointing uh, vacancies. There's a lot of things a Central Committee member does. But there's one, in, one job in particular that you can dive into. You can make it a big deal in your life, or you can you know, kind of, you know, it depends on how much time you have, but you become that communication link between your county party and your, and your precinct, your neighborhoods. So you can share literature, you can talk about candidates, uh, you can do whatever you want to create that communication bridge. 
So what do central committee members do? Um, you do the central committee meetings. That's, it depends on your county. Some counties meet every month. Some counties meet every quarter. Some counties haven't met in two years. It absolutely and totally depends on your county and the chairman of that county, uh, the person in charge of that county. Um, central committee members, they fill vacancies. Um, they conduct that party business. And like I said before, they vote to endorse candidates. Not all the counties endorse candidates, but I think more and more will as they start to see that influence at that local level. So if you're looking at the, the video cast, the, this is a, a diagram of Green County, and I want to show you how powerful that central committee is. Um, this was an election that happened last year in Green County. Um, it was an endorsed race. So the central committee, it did endorse in the race. And if you take a look, there were 44 central committee votes cast in that race. And that person that ran was endorsed. Okay. So there are 110 registered voters in Greene County. There are 28,000 registered Republicans. All of those registered Republicans, um, what they got on their November ballot was the person who won the primary in that county, in Greene County. Only 20,000 people voted in that primary. The numbers are going to get smaller and smaller. Only 14,000 voted Republican, smaller and smaller. Half of that is what they needed to win, 7,000. The person that won that primary was the person that was endorsed by the county party, that, those 44 members of Central Committee. So 44 members of Central Committee in Greene County influenced the primary, influenced the general, so basically, the decision of who was the winner of this race that 110,000 people vote, could vote for, 44 members of Central Committee made that decision for them. That's the power of Central Committee. They, they, they start the, the uh, marble down the hill, the snowball, and just, it rolls bigger and bigger. But it starts right there at the county level, at that Central Committee level. We want you to become that influencer in your county to start that snowball. We want you to become a member of the Central Committee in your county. So how do you become a member of Central Committee? We're going to walk you through the how. We told you about the why, why it's important. Now I want to talk to you a bit about the how. Um, first, you, you need to find out if your county is actually up. This year, 57 counties are up in 2018. Um, on our website, theohioprecinctinitiative.com, there's a list of what counties are up this year. Um, 57 are up. If you're not sure, you can always call your local Board of Elections. We'll talk a bit more about your Board of Elections later. They, they are a great resource, but you do have to be careful, and we'll talk a bit about that. Um, you can also start to get involved by attending the meetings. This is, this is endorsement time right now. Uh, county parties are in the process of endorsing. There are a lot of events because the primaries are coming up. Um, if your county isn't up until 2020, this is a great time for you to say hi, check in, see what's going on. Depends on the county if they'll let you attend a central committee meeting. So don't be upset if they say no. It is a private entity, so they can tell you you can't enter. But if you're nice, usually they'll, they'll let you come visit. Um, so 
there's a couple of questions you have to you have to know the answers to when you run for central committee. Um, there is a list of, the Board of Elections is your best resource for this information. So on our website, the theohioLibertyPrecinctInitiative.com, there's also a list of all of the County Board of Elections, their email address, their phone number, their website information. The first piece of information you really need is your precinct number. What is your precinct? So you, you might know it, you might not know it. Um, sometimes you, you notice it when you go to vote because it'll say, mine's Westchester 9. It'll say Westchester 9 on the table where I go check in. Um, depends on how the Board of Elections have, has it set up that year. Um, but you need to know that number because you need to know what to file to run, to run in, what election to run in. So you need to find your precinct number. You can also find it on a lot of the Board of Elections websites if you look up where you have to vote. Um, the second piece of information you do need is you need to understand um, if you need signatures to file your petition. So we'll talk a bit more, more about that in a little bit. There's two different forms you have to fill out to get on the ballot. Um, you can get information from your Board of Elections that you might need later, uh, a list of Republicans in your, in your precinct, um, and a, a lot of information like mailing labels. There's other things your Board of Elections can do to help you. So to be on that ballot, to run for central committee, um, you do have to do one piece, of it, uh, one piece of housekeeping, which is file your paperwork. Just like anything else, it requires some paperwork. Um, and be careful with the paperwork. It's one of those things where our Board of Elections, um, God bless them, they're very particular about their petitions, as well they should be, because this is an election. We want it to be uh, high quality. We want it to, our election integrity to be safe. <clears throat> so there's two different kinds of um, petitions that you can fill out. And if you're a, an experienced candidate, you already know how to do this. But if you're new to this process, it takes a little bit of understanding uh, what, this, what this filing process means so that you can get on the, on the, uh, on the ballot. So I'm going to walk you through it. Um, the filing deadline for this election is February 7th at 4 p.m. That's 90 days before the primary. Like I said, there's two different kinds of petitions to file. There's a 2L and a 2M, and those are both on our website as well. So a 2L is a petition that you file if your county needs signatures. My county, I don't have to have signatures. I just write the, file, write the paper and hand it to the Board of Elections and I'm on the ballot. Some counties, you have to have signatures to get on the ballot. Just like these big um, gubernatorial races have to have signatures to get on the ballot, the Senate, everything. Just like them, so do some counties for Central Committee. The, the um, petition to get on the ballot, the 2L, has three parts. And the 2M also has um, two of these parts. The first one is the Declaration of Candidacy. This is your name, your address, the county, of course, the, party, the political party. So if you're running as a Republican, this would be a Republican. Um, and this is where you have to be careful. Make sure you write, my precinct number is 9, and I'm in the township of Westchester. So make sure that you have that precinct number before you fill this out so you know which, which precinct you're running in. Um, and you fill out this, 
this the the primary is on May 8th, 2018. Political party Republican, and this is the day and that you sign that you sign it. So you have to fill the de declaration of candidacy out before you go to the next step, which is getting signatures. Um, and this is again, this is the circulator part. So you're saying a Republican member of the party for yourself. So you put your name in there. And then you get to the signatures. So if you're looking online, this is the petition itself. Um, there's five boxes for the petition. Uh, it has to be in ink. Make sure you don't get your signatures in pencil. But the people that are signing your petition are people that can vote for you in your precinct. So getting that precinct list from the Board of Elections before you, you attempt this is important as well so that you know if your neighbor, you know, if your friend from church who's a couple streets over, make sure they're in your precinct before you have them sign your petition. You know, if you've got your neighbor next door, they're probably pretty safe that you're, they're in your precinct. But you never know. Some of these lines that they draw for these precincts are, you know, mind-boggling. You're like, why? It's, sometimes it's across the street. They're different, different precincts. So just be careful. Make, get, your, get your list of who's in your precinct from your Board of Elections. Take a look through the list. Who do you know? I know this lady from church. I know this guy from Boy Scouts with my son. You know, I work with this, this guy. Go to their house. Tell them what you're doing. Get their signature. Um, you cannot sign your own petition, but your husband or wife can sign your petition. If you've got older kids in your house that are registered in your home, they can sign your petition. Um, but you have, if you have a county where you have to get signatures, you have to get five valid signatures. I would go for seven. I would go for ten just to make sure that you have that have it right, because it would really suck if you did all this and then only had four valid signatures and couldn't get on the ballot. So get get a few extra just in case. You can have up to fifteen signatures for this petition. Um, people who can sign it are Republicans. If you're running as a Republican, Republicans that are declared Republicans can sign or people who are non-party can sign. The only people that can't sign are people that voted in the Democrat primary. So if you voted for Hillary or Bernie, I'm sorry, but you can't fill out this petition for you to sign it. The last part is something you have to be particularly aware of. Um, this is the circulator statement. The last part is the part that says I I handed out this petition. I was the person that got the signatures. That's what you're testifying to. So you print your name, or if your husband circulated it for you, he would print his name, <clears throat> the political party, and be particularly careful right here at the numbers. Make sure you, if, if somebody skips one of the lines, make sure you don't count that as one of your signatures. Just be very careful. You sign the petition, your address, um, and your, your zip code. Just be very, very careful. I would have someone look it over before they, you know, before you go to the Board of Elections to file it um, before the 7th, just to make sure. And like I said, the filing deadline is February 7th, so it's next Wednesday, I think in nine days. Um, there's some people that like to file last minute. There's some people that like to file, uh, 
really early that have probably already filed. <clears throat> but the only hurdle for you for you to get on the ballot is that filing, uh, that petition to get on the ballot, the piece of paper, that filing petition, um, and a little bit of courage and a little bit of understanding what you're getting into. But you have to file before February 7th at 4 p.m. and that petition has to go to your county board of elections. So. Um, As I said, as and when we got started here, if you don't like the politics, if you're frustrated, all the politicians in our country are just people. There are people that got involved for whatever reason they got involved, be it they wanted to have a, a career in politics or they wanted to have friends in politics or why, however, why ever they got involved, they're just folks. So if you don't like the way politics is going, if you're frustrated with your, your township, if you're frustrated with your county, if you're frustrated with Columbus, if you're frustrated with DC, these are all just people. So if you don't like the politics, you just have to change the people. And I hope we've made this clear enough for you to understand it's easy to get involved. You just have to commit a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, and you will make a difference in your, in your community. So I'm going to open it up to any questions that you might have. Um, feel free to uh, ask me what, whatever you need, and then we will um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll end it there. So I appreciate you being on, and I will open it up for questions. I've got a question. Yes, sir. I live in Brown County. I know my seat is up, is up, is up for election uh, this May. Uh, how do I know the person in my precinct, whether or, not, whether or not they need to be replaced? That's a really tough question to answer. Um, a lot of the county parties, the county parties are supposed to put that central committee list at the Board of Elections, but a lot of them don't. Um, some of them do, though. So I'm not sure if Brown County is one of those counties that have the have their central committee list at the Board of Elections, but it would be a person in your neighborhood. So if you ask the Board of Elections if they have that information, you could you know give them a call, you could knock on their door, see what they're like, or you could just run. You could just run. <laughs> it's it's completely up to you. But I've had people knock on other people's doors and say, okay, tell me about yourself, because that person is representing you. So if you don't know who it is, shame on that central committee member, because they should be communicating with you about elections. Um, people in my precinct, they know I'm that crazy politics lady, because I go to their house, I deliver them letters, I, I do what I can do. Um, but it, it's up to you if you want to knock on their door, give them a call, or you can just get on the ballot. It's up to you. My, my, my add to that, your question on Brown County is, if you want to get to know that current Central Committee member, of course, you don't even know if they're going to run or not, you get on the ballot, I guarantee you they'll be talking to you. You'll find out what the values are. Sure. And um, Bruce, Bruce says a lot that a lot of these seats are empty. 
Um, and I, I didn't realize how many seats were empty in my county, in Butler County. There's a lot of empty seats. <laughs> so you never know. I mean, at 30% chance, it might be empty. So. I'm out there right other? now. I'm on there on the site right now under forms and petitions. What form number did you say those were? Um, the 2L is the petition that you need signatures. The 2M is the is the petition for no signatures. Okay. And now, how where would out here would I go to look if my because I'm in Columbus. In how Franklin County. Know? Yeah. Um, see, I don't, I don't know about whether or not Franklin County needs signatures. So you would have yeah, to call your board of elections. Uh, Franklin County Board of Elections. Yeah. Okay. They'll tell you. Okay. And they'll tell you. Yep. So I'd like to ask, um, how much time actually is involved if you do petition and you're on the ballot and you get elected? Um, how much time? Yes. May I answer that one, Ann? Yeah, go for it, Bruce. Okay, um, I'm Bruce Hall, Green County Chair of the Freedom Caucus here in Green County. Uh, we have a range. Uh, we have some that just show up every like we're going to have our endorsement meeting the end of this month, and uh, there'll be people showing up. I haven't seen them in two years, and then there's people that show up every meeting. There's some that show up maybe half the meetings. So it's really up to you how much time you want to put into it. Me, I'd probably put up a few hundred hours a year with the, with the Republican Party because I'm so involved in committees and doing different things. But that's not everybody. Some people just come to the meetings, which are very important, be there to vote on certain matters like this one at the end of the month. I can't wait for that endorsement meeting because I get to vote. I get to vote on whether Mike DeWine or Mary Taylor is going to get endorsed by our party, and, and I'm pretty excited about that. But anyway, that's an example. You can make it what you want it to make it. If you want to get busy, get busy. If you don't want to, at least be there for those key votes. Does that answer that? Yes, it does. Um, so each county uh, has a number of precincts in it, correct? Right. Yeah, it depends on population. So it's about a thousand voters per precinct. They try their best. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But that's what that's what they attempt to do. Okay. And so this form that you showed and the procedure of going to the board of elections and and getting on the ballot, you would be running for a position uh, to represent just that one pre your own precinct. Correct. Right. So I'm running for Westchester 9. That's my precinct. But every precinct has its own designation. Um, some of them are, called, are in wards, uh, like they say, Middletown 2, Ward 3. Uh, it depends on if you're in a city or a, a township, how they, how they name them. All the counties name them differently. So it just... Okay. So the counties name them differently. Uh, do some of the cities name them differently? Seems to me I've seen something about wards in uh, in the city of Canton. Yeah, I think most cities have have different wards. Yeah. Okay. But that's part of the process of calling the board of elections. And you can ask, find you know, out. You'll find out if you just look up voter voter ID. 
you look up your name on your board of elections, generally speaking, you're going to find out where you're at, whether you're in a ward or a precinct 58 or mm-hmm. whatever. You're going to, it'll be right there because that's where you go vote. That's one of your polling places. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we have a precinct number. I don't know what it is, but I think we're in a precinct, yes. You type in Voter Outlook, put your name in there, I guarantee you, you'll find out what precinct you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most most of the Board of Elections have a tab on it that says, where do, where do I vote? Mm-hmm. And if you type, I think it's just your house number, your street, and your zip code. And that's on my county Board of Elections. It might be different everywhere, but if you type in and look up where you vote, usually it'll say all of the elected official categories that you vote for. So it'll tell you, you know, you're in the 16th congressional district and you're in the this state rep district and this state senate district and it'll go all the way down to your precinct number. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's that's an easy way to find it too. All right. Thanks. I have a question. Sure. How long are the terms? It depends on the county. Um, on our website, it does show if it's two-year or four-year. Um, my county was two-year, and they changed it to four years. So some of them are two years, some of them are four years. It just depends on the county. Okay. Thank you. If you have a four-year term and you can't complete that for some legitimate reason, what, what's the process then? Um, it depends on how. Yeah, you just resign. And then what? It the, happens. It happens the all the time. Position would just stay open until the next election. Or, or they um, find someone. Yeah. Yeah, they'll find. They might find someone. Just like appointing the vacancy of our prosecutor, they appoint mm-hmm. the vacancy of central committee oh, okay. members too. Mm-hmm. Are there any other questions? All right, well, I'll wrap it up tonight. I I hope you've learned what you need to know to file for Central Committee. Like I said, the filing deadline is next Wednesday at 4 o'clock, February 7th. Um, If you need any more help, visit the Ohio Liberty Precinct Initiative.com, and there's a lot of resources on that website. And if you need any help, uh, feel free to reply to the email where you got these credentials, and we can help you with any questions that you have. Bruce, did you have anything to close with? No, we just encourage you to, you know, get your petitions filled out properly. They're not that difficult. Uh, I will say, you know, as I said at the end of the month, you know, this is why I'm on the Senate committee. I, I'm going to, we're going to make some major endorsements. It's going to be very contested. It's going to be a heated room, so to speak. But I'm very proud that I get to vote for my neighborhood for these candidates. Uh, and that's really why I ran for Senate committee. I want that power to to have my one vote count uh, when we're voting for these important endorsements. So. Yep. The most important thing you can do. So thank you guys so much. I, I hope to see you on the thank ballot. You. Have a great night. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
You still there, Ann? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Is that you? Was, ty- is that you typing? Yeah, I'm answering questions. I got, oh, okay. I, I I did not see. I did not see you. Um, you did. You didn't see because I was late. On the list. I went down to okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like her. I like that running mate. That guy. Yeah, Nate, Nathan's great. He's great. Oh my gosh. So anyway. Yeah, I like Nathan too. Let's see. Did I hang up on you? You still there? You there, Bruce? 